This is breaking news. Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Derek Van Riper and Nando DeFino from The Athletic with breaking news. Kansas City Royals have signed first baseman Carlos Santana to a two-year, $17.5 million deal, according to MLB Network's John Heyman. According to The Athletic's Alec Lewis, the contract also includes performance bonuses worth an additional million dollars. Nando, last season the Royals were tied for 26th in OBP, a 309 team OBP, so Santana should definitely help address that weakness as he tries to bounce back from a disappointing 2020 campaign. But what are your expectations for him from a fantasy perspective with this move to Kansas City? Uh, you know, DVR, a whole lot of boring, basically. I mean, unless you're in a points league or an OBP league, uh, A, he plays first base, and there's always going to be some kind of guy grabbing first base eligibility. B, he's not hitting home runs anymore. He's going to be 35 when the season starts. I mean, he is, but what's 24 home runs and a possible 220 average going to do for you in a 5x5 five five Roto League? Um, I think it improves the guys behind him. I think this this is more about like Jorge Soler, uh, you know, having an extra dude on base to drive in and maybe getting like a 20% boost in RBI. Um, you know, or Hunter Dozier, someone like that. But I don't know, man. Like, Carlos Santana's kind of boring to me, and I hate to say it and be that guy, but he is. Yeah, ADP in early NFPC drafts is outside the top 300 overall, so it's not going to take much to get him. If you're playing in a 10-team league or something along those lines, he's probably best left of the waiver wire in those more shallow formats. But I agree with you. I think having someone on base a lot more often in the heart of that order will have an impact on a guy like Soler, possibly Franchi Cordero if he ends up finding his way to regular time, Dozier, like you mentioned, and Sal Perez, too. And, and Sal Perez is probably a top-five catcher again, coming off of a really nice shortened season himself. As far as Santana's projection goes, you're never going to get batting average from him. He's projected for a 241 from Steamer. I'd be surprised if he got there. Never say never, DVR. I mean, like he, he'll have that little that 271 year out of nowhere. That's he's. If you go over the the course of his career, like his batting averages are up and down, and then down, and then down, and then up, and then down, and then down, and then down. Like he has those ups once in a while, and coming off a 199 season, maybe he's like, yeah, maybe you know, try to get back up to that 260 range. It's possible, but I think for him, it's like he hits a lot of fly balls and he's really slow, so he's not going to do well on balls and <laughs> <Bad> play. <combo. laughs> the good yeah. thing is, though, he doesn't strike out a lot, so if, if he were a higher strikeout player, you'd have even more concerns about the batting average downside. 199 is a total outlier. That's not going to happen again. If the season had been longer than 60 games, there's no chance that Carlos Santana would have finished with a 199 batting average in 2020, but the projections have been a 363 OBP. I'll buy that because we're talking about a guy who's walked at least 15% of the time in each of the last three seasons. I think the biggest concern I have is the power. You hinted at that before. Aside from the fact that he's 35 now, Kauffman Stadium is a more difficult place to hit home runs than Progressive Field in Cleveland, so he's getting a park downgrade for half of his games this season. Yeah, but you know what? On the flip side of that, you're just talking about his. he's got a bigger park to kind of hit a few more, you know, left field singles in. So maybe the lack of that home runs translates into a bit of a higher batting average. He seems like a cerebral enough guy. And I'm just assuming people who walk are cerebral. But, you know, to be able to, to adjust his swing to the park a little better. Like you said, like Jacobs Field and then even Philly is not a good, uh, or is a good hitter's park. So this is really his first time in his career when he's playing in a pitcher's park, too. 
I'm curious to see if the Royals have any other moves coming. I think if you look at their lineup, Nicky Lopez at second base looks like one of the worst offensive players in the league. He probably profiles better as a glove-first utility guy. They could move Whit Merrifield back to that position and possibly go after an outfielder. Well, no, they got Bobby Wood Jr. is going to show up, right, at any moment. <laughs> He's probably still one more year away, but <laughs> the future is not that far off. So if they could get a stopgap, maybe to help fill in in the outfield, get one more piece in this lineup, the Kansas City offense could be closer to a league average unit as we look ahead to this 2021 season. The guy that probably loses in all of this, it'd be Ryan O'Hearn, right? I mean, I think it's really hard to see Ryan O'Hearn finding playing time on a roster that now has Carlos Santana at first base and Jorge Soler really locked in as the DH. So if you were holding on to McBroom or Ryan O'Hearn in a deeper league, you're probably not going to get much mileage out of those guys this season. It's a better offense now than it was yesterday in Kansas City. Again, we'll see what other moves they have up their sleeve. Carlos Santana, a nice filler in deeper leagues, not necessarily someone who's going to make an impact in fantasy leagues that are smaller in 2021. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headline section for much more on this story. To get access to all the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod where you can buy a one-year subscription for yourself and get a free one-year subscription to gift to a friend. 